It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. You take away all he's got, and all he's ever gonna have. And welcome to You Haven't Seen That. Uh, I'm your host, John Campbell. Uh, For those of you who haven't listened to the show before, this is a podcast where I introduce people to movies uh, they haven't seen that I feel they should have seen, whether they be classics of cinema or uh, bizarre cult films that I feel like need more attention. Uh, Today, we are talking actually about one of my favorite movies of all time, and we are introducing it to uh, a return guest of the show. She's been on before, uh, my sister, Kinsey Campbell. Hello. You're back on the show. I'm back. You liked being on the last time? and Yeah, it went well, I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes, then. Yeah, yeah. we'll see if it's, if I come back again. <laughs> this is this is going to be the test. Yeah. How the second one goes. Uh, today we were watching uh, Unforgiven, is the title of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring him as well. Uh, written by David Webb Peoples. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. David Webb Peoples made you laugh? That's an interesting name. That's a fun name. That's a fun name. Okay. <laughs> I like that name. Okay. So he wrote this movie. Um, it was released August 7th, 1992. Um, what do you know about this movie? I know very little. Uh-huh. I know it's a Western. Yes. And a Western is a genre that you're not that familiar. How many? You, haven't, you can probably count on one hand how many Westerns you've I seen. probably could. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen one for sure. What's the one you know you've seen for sure? I saw True Grit. Okay, the Coen Brothers version. Yeah, I saw yeah. the Coen Brothers True Grit. Uh-huh. And you like that? I did like that. Yeah. So you're you're not against the genre of the Western? No, I just haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. I almost took a Western film class in college, but then took a science fiction literature class in that's fine. Instead. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I also approve of that. <laughs> it came down to that. So you know this is a Western, a genre you're not that familiar with. No. Right. Okay, so what else do you know about it? Um, well, my first opinion while looking at the cover was actually wrong because I said there were no women right. in this film. Uh-huh. But you told me that there are. Yes. But they're not on the cover or listed That's true. anywhere on the DVD. Yeah, women are actually hugely important to this movie. So uh, I know a line from it because you always say it yeah so but that's about what's that line was it it's a funny thing killing a man that's close enough <laughs> what is it it's a hell of a thing it's a hell of a thing killing a man take away everything he's got everything he's ever gonna have yeah you yeah. say that line a, a weird amount <laughs> i don't know why it comes up so much i don't know why it comes up <laughs> as much either but i do quote that a lot um someone must be unforgiven Sure. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> from the title, somebody's, somebody's done something unfor- and they are not forgiven for unforgiven. it. Unforgiven. Now, this film is, is directed by and stars Clint Eastwood as well. And you only recently have been introduced to anything starring him. Yes. Um, I believe you've only seen the Dirty Harry films I've, of his? I think so. I think those are the only Clint Eastwood movies I think those seen. are the only Clint Eastwood movies I've seen. I did just see his son in a music video, though, so. <laughs> okay. 
Well, that counts. That's recently saw him. So. I've seen an Eastwood. He was in a music video. He was in a music video, and it video. wasn't Clint. Uh, it was not Clint. Um. So uh, we have a new segment on this show. Actually, this is oh. the first time we've done this. Um. It's called Q and Possible A. Uh, okay. <laughs> Q and Possible A. I wish we had a theme song. We don't. <laughs> you should uh, make one. Well, we'll see. Get on that, listeners. <laughs> um, Q and Possible A. Uh, this is a segment where you can ask questions about the movie, and I can possibly answer them. Okay. We don't want to spoil the movie. This is the first time we've done this segment. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, do you have any questions about the movie that I could once again? I can choose to answer them or not. Does anyone survive this movie? Um, I can't answer that. Okay. <laughs> Possibly. Do do women play a role in this movie? Yes. Okay. They do. Then then why aren't they I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no Why aren't they why aren't they? I mean, they're not like the, no there's no female. Well, there's one there's possibly one female main like character, but there there are women in the movie. Women are key to the plot of this film. In a, and without spoiling what's happening in the movie, um, a, a group of women are contingent. Like the plot is contingent on a group of women. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, was this an award-winning film? This was. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I can tell you all about the four Academy Awards that this won. Oh, jeez. Uh, this won best editing, best supporting actor, best director, and best picture of 1992. Oh, that won best picture. It did win best picture. It was also nominated for best actor, Clint Eastwood. Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction, and Best Sound. It did not win those, but Gene Hackman won for Best Supporting Actor. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so this was a a major triumph for Clint Eastwood. He got two Academy Awards here because he won for Director and Picture, since he also produced it. Uh, So yeah, this was a big deal. This was a highly acclaimed movie. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting, because there are not many Westerns that have won Best Picture. No, right. I don't think of a lot of westerns winning. And Not like every year, another western wins. <laughs> when are they going to stop giving yeah. these to westerns? <laughs> they win too much. Well, we don't even really make that many westerns these days. No, it used to be the most popular genre in film or anything television as well. There were also like fifty western TV shows. Well, because what didn't was it Steven Spielberg who just said the superhero movies are going to go, go the, the way, way of the western. western? And he's probably right to a certain extent. We're like we'll see less of them. Um, Probably. What's what's interesting is it does kind of make them a bigger deal when somebody makes them, especially, um, I mean, you know that Clint Eastwood, I know you haven't seen any of his Westerns, but you know he's sort of an icon yes. of the Western specifically. Um, and that this was, and he talked about this potentially being the last Western he would ever make. And he has not made another one since. Oh, has he not? I guess, yeah, no, he hasn't. No, so, and and in many ways, this is sort of the end of his western or his western character i sort of mm-hmm. liked it you know i know you haven't seen them but the man with no name movies yeah i've heard of them yeah i, I and other people have this opinion too this is almost like the sequel to those to me mm. this is he's not that character but he could be that character if you if you think about it like the the implications of, of what this character did in the past could easily be those of the man with no name and mm. but this is now picking him up as an old man and uh, that's kind of fascinating for me to think about this sort of like legend. I mean, because Clint played sort of this roughly the same character in every Western he ever made <laughs> to a certain extent. I mean, he was frequently the loner, the drifter, the gunslinger who rolls into town and saves everybody. You know? Yeah. 
There's a lot of movies like that that he made between Just different names. Well, he had he was he, he made three movies as the man with no name. Yeah. So I mean, those were actually that was an actual trilogy of films. Uh, then he also made uh, Hang 'Em High, High Plains Drifter, Pale Rider, The Outlaw Josie Wales. Wow. Um, these were all, you know, he was roughly that kind of character in those. It's a lot of westerns. It's a lot of westerns. <laughs> it is. Yeah. He he made a lot of westerns and he directed a lot of those as well. Um, he kind of fits in the West. Uh, but the, and, and in many ways, this movie, I think, is, and we'll get into it as we, after we've watched it, of course, is kind of an answer to the death of the Western as a genre. Oh. In some ways, this is kind of an end of the West sort of movie, which is a, a fascinating sort of subgenre of the Western, I think. Uh, movies like this are, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep dropping titles of movies you haven't seen, but The Wild <laughs> Bunch nope. is even more so specifically <laughs> about the, act, the death of the West. And the death of the cowboy, sort of. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, any other questions about it? I don't think so. Okay. So that that was a that was a, our first attempt at Q and possible A. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes from from now on. But uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? I don't think so. I think we're I think we're ready to look at the movie, and then we'll come back. And we'll talk about it. Folks at home, you can uh, pause the podcast now and go and watch the movie if you want. Or just keep listening through the piece of film score that's about to play. And uh, then we'll come back and we'll talk about Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. watched Unforgiven. Uh, as we always start here, sort of a broad, general reaction to the movie. I liked it. Okay. It's, it's dark. It's very dark. Everyone is sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the happiest of movies. No, it's a pretty sad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Overall. Overall. That's good. Um... So we'll sort of get into some of the um, more specifics here. Uh, you talked about there being no women in this movie, potentially. Yes, but based on you, the DVD case. Yeah, but the movie really is about the women, probably. Oh, yeah, it starts with... Yeah, we open the, on... Well, I mean, after the first... Yeah, we open thing. on... Uh, yeah, let's talk about this this very interesting thing, which I was just reading in the screenplay that was supposed to be voiceover. Oh, and then Eastwood, I can see that. Eastwood changed it to this sort of scrolling text. It almost it gives it kind of a novel feel. It does. Um, it, the movie begins and ends with this um, prose. Yeah, it's it feels the, very like old fashioned. Yeah, where they talk about um, this woman who married William Money, a known thief and murderer. Yes, which you liked. <laughs> it just feels very old fashioned to have somebody be like, "This man's a known thief and a murderer. You can't marry him." Right, her mother couldn't understand why she would marry yeah. this dangerous man, but then it says that she died, but not at his hand, like her mother thought, but of smallpox. Because it's 1878. And Everyone was pretty much dying of 
smallpox or or something. other. Everyone was dying. Yeah, it was just a, it was just it was a bad, a bad time. time. Well, because you see her her tombstone later, she was twenty nine when she died. Yeah, very young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's shocking to see that on a on a tombstone. Yeah, age twenty nine. Um, so yeah, we get this sort of and and this this um, I love this shot. The the movie opens and closes with this wide shot of like the sun going down and the house and the tree, and then you see you start with William. I mean, the first image of the movie is William Money digging his wife's grave, which is yeah. A very sad image. Very sad image. Um, but then we go to um, uh, a whorehouse, I guess you would say, or, or a bar. There's a bar that has, has prostitutes. Because this is the Old West and they all did, at least according to Deadwood. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was what all what Deadwood was about. But <laughs> Was pro- was whorehouse or bars that had prostitutes in mm-hmm. them? Yeah. The, that whole show. I mean, that was the primary setting of the show. Was that. Was so. Timothy Wolf on a... He was a prostitute. Yeah, he was a prostitute. There, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we see the, we see these uh, prostitutes at work, uh, and there seems to be a disagreement between one of their clients. Oh yeah. And them. Um, this is a pretty once again a pretty rough way to start the movie. It's out. A, I mean, it's a very brutal to see a woman get her face cut several times with a knife. Yeah. He just no one can get him. Mm-hmm. Off of He's her. a big guy. Yeah, and he just keeps slashing her in the face. Yeah, um, which is horrifying, of course, and all because she laughed at him. Yes. Yeah. Which he took off his pants uh-huh. and she giggled. Yeah, and so he cut up her face and, and said something about her stealing from him, mm-hmm. but there was no evidence that she had actually right, right. stolen anything. Right. So they go and get the sheriff. And this is our introduction to the character of Little Bill, mm-hmm. who's the sheriff of the town, played by Gene Hackman. Um, at this point in the movie, what because you knew nothing about this movie for the most part, other than it was a western. No. What was you? What were you thinking at this point when we bring in Gene Hackman as the sheriff? At first, I mean, I thought he might be a, a good guy because he is the sheriff. Mm-hmm. But when he just kind of ignores what happened and is more worried about the bartender yeah, this not is, getting money. This is something that, that, that is definitely part of this movie, which is this sort of thing about, like, they're, the prostitutes are the property of, you know, they're a commodity. Yes. Um, they describe them like cattle, and they compare them to cattle. Yes. Um, so it's all about, you know, you've got uh, Francis Fisher's character, who's sort of the leader of the uh, prostitutes, if you will. So sort of the central figure. I mean, that's what it seems like, at least to me, that she's oh, the one yeah. sort of looking out for the other ones. She definitely does. Um, and uh, she's demanding that there be justice. I mean, she demands that they hang this guy for doing this. Yes. Uh, I just want to get her name. Is Strawberry Alice. Um, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, probably. At least. I mean, and then he, he, sends for, uh, he sends for a whip. Yeah, he's going to whip them. Yeah. But uh, then... Then he's like, "No, wait, wait! You guys have horses. Just give the guy the horses." Yeah, because she's because her face is all cut up. She can't make money anymore. Mm-hmm. She can only help out in the bar. Right, right. So he's like, "I'm not gonna be making any money, and these are my properties. So find a way to get me money." And right, he's like, right. Okay, well then give this guy his horses, and then he can make money off of those. And I also like uh, come back in the spring and give him the horses yes. as well, because it's winter now. So come back in the spring, give him the horses. We'll call it good. And what? Strawberry Alice mm-hmm. is like you're not even gonna whip them, right? Like that's not even gonna be part of the punishment anymore. Even that's off the table. He said, "He said, hey, I find them." Yeah, 
<laughs> that's not really right, but it's certainly comparable spe- to what happened to that girl. It certainly speaks to the position of women at this time. Oh, the, yeah, they don't have any <laughs> right, right power, right at all. Um, but obviously, they do have some ability because they start collecting money. They have money. Yeah, they have the money that they've that they've stored away. Yeah, which, that they've hidden. Which the, one woman has two hundred and forty $240. Right. Which is a lot of money. A lot back then. In eighteen eighty, <laughs> uh when this movie takes place. Um and they're gonna um they're gonna hire somebody to kill these people. Oh yeah. Because uh, I understand. <laughs> yeah, like you understood that. I get it. You get you get it. Well, like, the, the the police aren't gonna give them justice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're going to get it themselves. Hence the Unforgiven of the title. Yeah. Which you had talked about <laughs> as, as uh, odds are there's going to be somebody who's unforgiven in this movie. Yeah. Um, and somebody was. Mm-hmm. So then we meet, we, we, we only saw him in a long shot, so we don't really see yeah, William don't Money. you see his face. Uh, until we're introduced to William Money, uh, a pig farmer. He's a pig farmer. Yeah. <clears throat> but as you point out, not a particularly good... He doesn't seem to be good at it. Mm. He falls down a lot into the mud. Yeah. No, this is this this whole movie is really interesting because it really goes to sort of undercut a lot of the mythic nature of Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. He falls down a he lot. He falls down a lot in this movie. Yeah. A surprising amount of him right. on the ground. Which I think ground. so much of this movie is about just undercutting the myth of the American West. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of stuff in this movie about. Oh yeah, because um, we'll get into talking about Saul Rubinick's character, who's really sort of the source of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we meet William Money, uh, the pig farmer, the pig farmer, um, and then uh, and his two kids, mm-hmm. um, who are helping him presumably, but they're kids. They're, they're trying to, but also all of his pigs are sick. Yes, they keep mentioning they've got the fever. They've got the fever. Uh-huh. And it seems like more pigs keep getting it. Separate yeah. the pigs. Two more pigs got the fever. Yeah, the kid keeps pointing out the kid. The, yeah, the he seems to. The... He's a bad farmer. He's not a great farmer. I don't. Yeah. I don't uh... know how he's surviving <laughs> at all. How his kids are surviving. Right, and he's living out in the middle of nowhere. We should say nothing is around. Right, right. No one is near him. Yeah. So, um, but somebody rides up, and it's the Schofield kid. Yeah. Um, as played by uh, James Wolvelt, uh, Wolvet. What's his name? Um, I don't know who that is. Right. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything else either. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Schofield kid because you had a particular reaction to this character of the Schofield kid. Yeah, I, I found him kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. He's very. He's very cocky. Oh, very cocky. He's always talking about you know I'm gonna go kill people and I've killed five people and he just he really is desperate to get this money and right right his father is somebody who ran with William Money back in the day. Because he said, you know, if, if you ever need a partner, William Money's the guy to go to. Yeah. Um, but obviously William Money is not the same guy he once was. N- no. Because um, he doesn't want to do it. No. He got, he keeps pointing that out, that he his wife cured him, cured of, the, him of, of being the bad man he used yeah, to be. he doesn't drink, he doesn't kill mm-hmm. because of her. It's interesting right. that for a character... That you never see. Right. You never Her see presence like, is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole... I mean, she actively changed this man. Um, I mean, because this implied he was a much, much different man. Sounds like he was not the best. He was he, always he, he drunk. Says it, he says it several times. He was a bad man. Um, yeah, he was always drunk and he was killing people. That's yeah. just what he did. He was, he was a bad guy. 
in the past. Um, and now he's just sort of a, he says it, I think he says late, he's just a fella now. He seems to be. He's yeah. got his kids, he's got his farm, that just seems to be but what things he does are, now. Things are not going well on the farm, as you said. So No. Um, he, there's a great shot of him um, when the Schofield kid rides away, because he says, you know, if you want to catch up to me, I'll be wherever, uh, you know, you can always come and follow me. And uh, and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. And then he falls down in the mud. Yeah. And then again. you, but then you see him look out at the into the distance where you can see just way far out the oh, Schofield yeah, kid riding see away silhouette basically. And it's this very like you get this sense that he kind of wants to be out there again though. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. He wants to follow him. Yeah, and wants to be a, a killer again. Maybe he doesn't or, really want to be a lying in the mud with pigs. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Because that doesn't, yeah, like, like you said, he's he's doing this because his wife changed him. But there's that's I don't think this is the life he wants. No, I don't know if you ever can really stop being stop that, being that, or just turn that off. I don't know how you can turn it off, right? Completely. Um. So then I think right around here we meet um Bo Camp and English Bob, uh Richard Harris and Saul Rubinick. Yes. Uh, on the train. On the train. And uh, what did you what did you think of, of Bo Camp and English Bob? <laughs> I was surprised that there was this regal British man. Yeah, Richard Harris, a legendary British actor. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, um, uh, and he's kind of like a myth. He is sort of a mythic figure of the West, English Bob. Yes, because Bo Camp is a writer who's writing books about English Bob's adventures. Yes, his adventures, and he seems to really like that image of himself. Oh, very much so. He, I mean, that's why Richard Harris was a perfect choice because he has that regal nature, and it seems like English Bob has cultivated this regal, um, you know, like folk hero kind of. Yeah, and people are listening to his stories, and he likes the attention. Mm-hmm. Well, two guys uh, sort of challenge his abilities, and they go out and they shoot pheasants off of the train. Yeah, which I, <laughs> I've been on. A few trains and nobody was shooting. No one was. You couldn't just go on to like a train car and shoot. No, why? No, Uh, (laughs) I mean you can do anymore. That's frowned upon behavior. Probably they probably get kicked off the train doing that. It's a party foul. Don't Um, be challenging people to. (laughs) Right, but yeah. So, but so you get the sense that he does have some skills to back this up for sure because you see that he definitely does that he's much better than the other guys with the shooting the pheasants. Um. And then they reach the town of Big Whiskey, which is sort of the central town of the movie. Great name for a town. Yeah, Big Whiskey. Um, and uh, firearms are outlawed in Big Whiskey. Yes. But English Bob is carrying a pistol, of course. Uh, and, uh, I like the, the scene where one of the deputies says, you know, hey, there's no firearms. He's like, oh, I don't have a firearm. Clearly wearing a firearm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this guy... I mean, English Bob definitely has a... I mean, he walks around like he, he buys his own myth, basically. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He is into himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this is where we meet all the uh, all the deputies mm-hmm. um, as they're loading up their weapons. They're loading up their weapons. Yeah. What did, we, what did you think of the deputies? They didn't... They kind of seemed like idiots. Yeah. They didn't seem super brave. Right. There's a one-armed guy. There's a one-armed guy who has, what is it? He has three, three guns. guns. Yeah. 
Well, and the one guy says, I already loaded that for you. And then the guy proceeds to unload it and load it again. Unload it again. And, they, and they're all just looking for the sheriff. They don't really know right. what to do without him. Right, exactly. Like can, we, can, like, can they even do anything Right. if he wasn't around? Sure, yeah, exactly. Um, and we'd seen the sheriff, uh, uh, little Bill, uh, who uh, dabbles in carpentry. Yes, he's building, he's building a house. He's building a house. And he sucks at it. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of suck at when it. We see the first shot of him doing carpentry. He hits himself in the hand. Yeah. Uh, he's not very good at that, doing the carpentry. No. Um, I would not want him to build my house. No. <laughs> and then later we see um, when, when they're hanging out in his house. And there's pouring water. He's he's <laughs> just got he's got pots all over the place collecting the rainwater coming in. There are so many holes in that roof. Yeah. That I don't even know if you can call it a roof. Oh, I don't think you can. They're not even holes. There's just big gaping, just, like gaping. Yeah, the pots are filling up very quickly. Well, not like the um, uh, boat camp says to him, "Is like, can we do something about this?" He's like, "I'm out of things to collect the water." Yeah, he has no, <laughs> he has nothing else. He has right. no more pans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is kind of a funny thing in the movie. Actually, it is weirdly like, comedic that he's bad at carpentry, but kind of thinks he's good at well, it. Well, because Camp says, like, why don't you hang your carpenter? And he's like, hey. He gets the angriest look. Yeah. I honestly thought, like, is he just going to kill him for that? <laughs> for that, yeah. Um, and and rightfully so that you would think that, because as we, uh, we sort of jump back to English Bob and Camp, you see the little Bill and his... There's this great shot where... Um, uh, English Bob is getting uh, is getting his uh, getting shaved, um, which I know you have a problem with straight razors. I don't like straight razors. Yeah, I'm always afraid that somebody's just gonna. It's like Sweeney Todd just yeah. scarred you forever. Um, I think Sweeney Todd did scar me forever. <laughs> uh, but he comes out of the um, out of the barber shop, and there's this great shot where the camera's following him, and then suddenly a rifle barrel just comes in. Yes, and is pointed at him, and then you see all the deputies all pointing their guns at him, and they all cock their guns. And little Bill standing there, and they little Bill and English Bob go way back, because um, English Bob thought little Bill was dead. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite lines in the movie: "I thought I was dead too." Turns out I was just in Nebraska. <laughs> That's a good joke. That from, is a good joke from little Bill. Um, but this is where you see the real dark side of little Bill. Oh yeah, you see him. You, you don't necessarily get the sense that he's a villain right at the beginning of the movie. Like, no. like you see that you're like, this isn't fair, but this is kind of how. Yeah, she's like, I think that's just how it worked back then. But here he takes English Bob's guns and then proceeds to just beat him mercilessly oh, yeah. in front of the town. Um, you really get a sense of how vicious he is here. Um, it's a cruel thing. You know, he's got a mean streak to him. Um, that's this is kind of I think a turning point. I mean, not that you like him before. But I think you definitely like, oh, this guy. This is too far. Yeah. It's really interesting. We've crossed a line. The movie, you know, uh, the, presumably the, we start with these guys who cut this prostitute and we're going to, let's go kill them. Those guys are such an afterthought in this movie, though. They are not the villains of the film. No. Because the, you don't even really see them that often. No, they're, they're, they're just kind of jerky guys. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. This, I mean, our villain is little Bill. Oh, he's a much bigger villain. Uh, right. Uh, and so we we then have William Money uh, decide to go out and go on a killing, as he says. Yes. 
because um, he does need the money for his for his, for kids. his kids. And you like this that he just leaves his like twelve year old son. You're in charge now. Yeah, he's like you're in charge of your sister. If you need you know chickens, kill some chickens. Yeah, but you're in charge of this house, and that's just an insane idea to me that you would just leave two kids. Eighteen eighty on their own. Yeah, whatever. Like good luck. Hope you Bye, still alive when I get back. Um, and then here we see him fall again in his inability to get on a can't horse. Can't get on a horse. Right. Really can't get on a horse. Right, exactly. No, he's... It is not a heroic exit. No, he's... Um, uh, a lot of this movie, the, how, how weak and vulnerable Clint Eastwood is in a lot of it. Well, like, he really shows that like, he has not done this in a long time. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he, he's not that guy anymore. He's, he's no. gotten weak and soft. Yeah. Um, and that's why he needs help. Uh doing this and that's why he goes to his old partner ned mm-hmm. uh, as we uh introduce morgan freeman into the yep. movie uh play- morgan freeman comes it's interesting morgan freeman comes in and he's so morgan freeman oh yeah right off of that <laughs> he really is yeah uh there's a morgan freeman type part and this is part of that <clears throat> um he, he seems to have adjusted a lot better to being a farmer yes he seems to just be like his life is fine. He also seems to be doing simpler farming things. Though he doesn't have livestock. No, I don't know what he's farming actually. I don't know. It looks but like the, plants. Yeah, it's something. more. He's doing something. He doesn't look like his animals. He's a Native American wife who is none too pleased to see oh, Clint no. Eastwood. She is very angry and like sees the gun in his. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a shot that links that lingers on the rifle on the back of his horse, and she just gives a very angry look of like (laughs) I know why he's here and I don't like it. As he says to him later, he gives him the evil eye. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Oh no, she's not happy. She never says anything, but she just always looks angry. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so he needs Ned's help, and Ned is kind of eh, not really into doing this, as he says. Like we're not bad men anymore; we're farmers now. Yeah. Uh, this is what we do. It's like, hey man, we don't do that anymore. He really thought that was over. But he still has his rifle. Which he does. They, there's, there's a shot of him where he's talking. And he's like, he still loved that rifle. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he goes with him. <laughs> the shot of his wife as they're leaving, too. She is pissed. She's very <clears throat> angry. Probably as she should be because her husband is just like, well, I'm gonna go kill these guys with my friend, and then, yeah, I don't you know, think I would be cool with that. I'll be back maybe. If I had a husband, he was just like, you know, I'm gonna go and kill someone. You'll see me, or maybe not. Yeah, who knows? We'll I would see. be like, yeah, I'm just gonna glare at you as you <laughs> ride away. She doesn't. She doesn't. It's interesting. Yeah, she doesn't raise any argument or anything. She's no. just like, mm. well, I'm guessing part of her knows that even if she did, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't. Well, we also talked about the position of women in that society yeah. as well. Where you it's probably like, don't do that. No, it's just like I'm gonna go do this now. And I'm not seeking permission. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. Yeah. We're not going to discuss this. <laughs> I want to do this. Let's go do it. Um, so, yeah, we then they do meet up with uh, the Schofield kid. <laughs> <laughs> Name that because he carries a Schofield he pistol. Schofield pistol. Um, and he's shooting at them. He's just shooting. He's shooting away from them, at them. And all he's shooting them. everywhere. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Don't they say he's shooting the horizon? Yeah. Because we find out he's nearsighted. Yeah, he can't see very he, well. Right, but and now we would just put glasses on him. But back there, he doesn't have the money. Right, because you see, um, Bocamp has glasses. Yes, but he's also like a rich city guy. Oh yeah, you can tell. There, he's he and what the what's the other the English guy? English Bob. They are dressed very. They probably the, have the best clothes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, very fancy clothes. The, well, no one else has. Fancy they, clothes. I mean, we're out in the West here, you know, in sort of these towns. They are very much like city people. Yes, uh, so and they, they have... feel like it. They come in on the train. Mm-hmm. They're very put together. They have those more bowler hats than the, the like the Stetson cowboy they hats do, that yeah, the rest they of the characters have. have. Cowboy hats. No, exactly. Yeah, they have. It's it's that eighteen hundreds um, style, like fashion sort of style. Um, so yeah, we 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 sort of reluctantly put the three assassins as little bill calls them together uh yeah i don't think they really when he's even like i didn't know when he's like we told you said i could follow you yeah and he's like well who's this guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is like that's ned ned's ned's good he's not happy to see ned you you never told me there was gonna be another guy right because now they have to split the money three ways and he doesn't really want to do that Uh uh-huh and doesn't seem to know how much but at the that same, means he gets. but at the same time, he also, you can see, realizes he can't do it without these guys. No, like he's going to fail. He would definitely fail. So he's going to have to use them because they actually know what they're doing, and he's does not. Right, exactly. He's just shooting into those um, trees. So, so um, <clears throat> little Bill's got the uh, um, Bo Camp and uh, English Bob locked up. Uh, and this is one of my favorite scenes in the it's movie. A actually, weird scene. Yeah, like I could like, what are you doing? So in this scene, <clears throat> in this scene, um, they they've uh, he well, cause he finds out, uh, um, little Bill finds out that Bo Camp's been writing, uh, books about English Bob and calls him the Duke of Death. Although um, little Bill keeps reading it as the Duck of the Death. The Duck of Death. <clears throat> it's interesting that at first it's sort of like, oh, he can't read very well. And then you know he's just doing it to do it. And so then you sort of question, like, has he been doing that the whole time? Yeah, like, why is he doing that? Does it bother him that they're correcting it? Because mm-hmm. for a while they correct it and then they yeah. stop because I think they realize what he's doing. He's, he's doing just being an purpose. asshole. Yeah. Um, but I, this scene is key to what this movie's about a lot of things, I think. But it's one of the keys is this sort of demystifying the West, like I was talking about. And I think mm-hmm. this scene is really key to that where they have this story of uh, this shootout that he got in, this big shootout in a bar and stuff. And then and then, but little Bill was there and tells him the story about, like, English Bob was having sex with this guy's girlfriend. And he, what, tried to shoot him? Oh, no, the, it was the other the guy other was... Way yeah, around. sorry, it was the other way around. This guy was having sex with English Bob's girlfriend. Or so, a girl he had admired. Yeah, I think that was it even. It was It was that... That, that, that's, the, that's the world of the Old West, right? Yeah, something very... It seemed very small. Right, and incident. so he... <laughs> they're both drunk. Yep. And they go, he goes to shoot him, and he misses. And then the other guy goes to pull his gun, but he shoots himself in the foot. He pulls the gun too fast. Right, and so he shoots himself in the foot, and then English Bob misses again. Yep. And then this guy's got the gun aimed at him but the gun blows up because it's a piece of crap gun yeah, or so whatever. it blows his hand off. Yeah, I like... Uh, um, I do like that little Bill says, as those guns were prone to do. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. That that could happen. Um, Yeah, I mean, old guns were not as reliable, certainly. Uh, (laughs) And then he just killed him. Yeah, shot him through the liver. Yeah, I like that description. There's a lot of, of, like, nasty descriptions of violence in this movie. Yeah, that's a very nasty They talk about that, yeah, yeah, that he got shot through the liver. Or there's a, and then William Money talks about he shot a guy... Uh, through the mouth and his teeth his came teeth out the back of his head. Out. Yeah, like that's just the, this nastiness of of the way that they were 
this brutality of this and then and that's so you're demystifying the heroic nature of english bob but you're also demystifying um you know a lot of the old westerns a lot of my problem with old westerns is that they're very quaint and tame mm-hmm. people get shot but it's all like these quick draw you know like whatever they just shot that guy and then he fell over <laughs> um this movie it's we'll get into it later when when we actually see because there really hasn't actually been any killing up to this point there've been there's been no. some beatings and stuff there's but no, nobody's actually killed anyone killed um but so you you get this sense that yeah like <laughs> english bob is a terrible person oh uh, he's not great so is little bill i mean so is like pretty much everybody like like this is just a these are there's nothing heroic about what anybody's doing. They're just killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they're nasty, mean guys. Um, and then uh, he, uh, they're talking about how it's not how hard it is to kill somebody. Then little Bill just pulls out a gun and hands it to Bo Camp and so, yeah. says, Go ahead, shoot me. <laughs> shoot me and get English Bob out of prison. I couldn't tell in that scene if. It was gonna be a loaded gun or not? Mm-hmm. Like, did he just hand him a gun that had no bolts in it? And he, if he pulled the trigger, and he'd be proving his point or something. Yeah. Or he, he actually he would, he would disprove his point because his point is that he couldn't do it. Or like, I just like I couldn't tell what Hackman's he was doing in that scene. I mean, Hackman won the Academy Award on this, and I think rightly so. This is an amazing Gene Hackman performance. Um, it's nuts. But this scene is great, where he's like, "Pick up the gun." Come on, you got to cock it. Now point it at me. You know, like this whole thing about like he really gets oh, it. Yeah. Gets far. And then, but then I like that Bocamp's like, well, what if I gave it to him, the English Bob, who is a killer? And he's like, go ahead, do it. <laughs> he's not afraid at like, all. Like at this point, you really are like, what, what, what's going on? I had no idea what he was doing. <clears throat> yeah. What did you think was going, was going to happen here? I, I mean, I, th- I didn't, I guess, cause it was so early in the movie. You didn't think Gene Hackman was going to I didn't think he killed. was going to get killed that early. But I like. But that I thought he might kill one, one of, of them. Yeah. When I like that that um, he gives it to English Bob and English Bob doesn't shoot him and he's like, and then you see him eject the the shells that are in. Oh he yeah, did, he it was did. loaded. He he drops out all the bullets but on the floor. Kind of gives a look of like, oh man. Yeah. That was a loaded gun. Yeah. But I like that the little Bill's like he didn't he didn't do it because he knows I would have killed him. Oh yeah. Like he probably would have. Oh, unquestionably. Um. But I like that this is like English Bob knew and this and like he was not going to, this was not going to end well for him. But Lil Boss also takes such joy in taking away that story. Oh, I mean, that's him. the thing. Like he really enjoys demystifying the West and yeah. specifically demystifying English Bob. Like there's, uh, one of the things that's interesting about Little Bill is Little Bill likes how nasty the West is, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes that it's a place where just like, oh, no, he just murdered that guy <laughs> because that's what it is, you know? That's what you do. Right, that's that's the thing. There there are no heroes in the West. He's a very, like, um, nihilistic kind of character, you know? He's just like, you know, we're all just nasty people out here. And then he also seems to want to tell his oh, then story he, and, like, then get he's his very, legend. Or... He's very grandiose as well. Like, that guy's that guy no good. Well, because... What's interesting is he's he has that nihilistic view of the West, except when it comes to himself. Yeah, because he sees him; he's the hero to him. Oh, absolutely. He's the one. I mean, you see the way he interacts with with money at the end of the movie, or in in any of these scenes. He's the guy protecting this town, uh, saving these people. He's doing a terrible job. Too. <laughs> he's doing a horrible job. I mean, <laughs> this he, town 
stings. Oh, Big Whiskey is an awful town. You see it when the terrible. Um, when the guys come with the horses, they do bring the the ponies. Yes, to pay the guy, and one of them brings the best pony, as he puts it. I yeah, think, for the girl who got cut. Yeah, Delilah. That that's is that her name? Yeah, Delilah is the one, is the one who got <laughs> Delilah cut. brings her that lot. That's like his peace offering. Yeah, sorry, my friend, cut up your face. Here's a pony. Well, an interesting thing we talked about too is also the sort of mythic nature of the West as well, or, or sort of the, the the tall tales of it is the story of how cut up Delilah is. They keep, yeah, it keeps changing. They it keeps keep, getting worse. They keep telling people like, oh, they 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 cut her eye and. They cut her eyes out. They cut her ears off. They yeah. cut her fingers off. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. All these things, and then you see it because when when money sees her, he's just like, "I guess you're the girl who got cut off." And it's like, "Yeah, she slashed across the face a few times." And but it's, it's not it's bad. But it's it, not what he's he's expecting. Much much worse. She's not like actively disfigured or, or mangled in any kind of no. way. No, like they really make it sound like somebody you know did like a Hannibal Lecter kind of thing. Yeah, that she's like barely even a person. Right. Exactly. Which is n- certainly not the case. Oh no. Um. But yeah, so you see the scene where yeah, they, once again it's just like sorry, and they are not. Per- she's quiet. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything. She does for not a good chunk of this to movie. It. She is. She's an interesting character, Delilah. She, she's very. She's not near. She doesn't seem nearly for the person who like was attacked. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem nearly as angry as Strawberry Alice, who's Strawberry Alice, who's, who's the one who's like get out of here and starts throwing stuff at people, and she's the one who's like we got to kill these guys. We got to make sure. Yeah, that- she sort of takes over, and Delilah's very quiet and just sort of goes about her business. Yeah, you don't really get a sense of what Delilah wants. Like, does she want this? Is this the justice she wants? I don't know. And you really never do. You never because even do. the last shot of her in the movie is pretty ambiguous. Because this is all for her, but yeah. Well, I mean, that brings into... We'll talk about sort of some of the themes of this movie um, after we get through it. But, um, so we see uh, um, Money and, and Ned and the Schofield kid. Uh, there's there's a lot of scenes of them sitting around talking and Schofield kids talking about, yeah, five, I killed five guys, you know, whatever. Like, he's really boasting. This is a, this is a guy who... And the Schofield kid is the, this whole thing about the mythic nature of the West. He wants to be Billy the Kid... Or, you know, these these legends that he heard about, Wild Bill Hickok and stuff like oh, he's that. He's got the name and everything. Yeah, he's the Schofield kid. He's like, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. You know, I mean, there's something about, like, there was the Sundance kid. He's the Schofield kid. Billy the kid. You know, I mean, that was... When he's got the story of he killed a Mexican who was... Who pulled a who, knife who on him. Who pulled a knife on him. Yeah. And That's this, his big story. This whole thing about, like, yeah. And, he, and, yeah, he carries his signature gun and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you really hated the Schofield kid. I don't know. He was so chatty. I just like sometimes I'm like just shut up, just yeah, stop c- talking. Cause all the, well, because it's really interesting how stoic the other two characters are. They're they're much quieter, and even I think Morgan Freeman's character does it at some point. Like, be quiet. We're trying to sleep. Yeah, just you know, stop talking about yourself. Mm. Right. Exactly. Because they're but those guys. Because those guys are the professionals. They're the guys who's like, we're here. This is our job. This is the mission. Yeah, we're, we're not, like celebrating the fact that we have to go kill some I mean people. you really are getting this sense about like I mean how many you talk you even mentioned it like how many times uh, William Money's going like I'm not that guy anymore I don't he do that anymore I'm not she I changed got, me she cleaned me up she yeah. cleaned me up he is not a guy who looks back with fondness or nostalgia on his adventures or whatever no for like a good chunk of like the middle of the movie mm-hmm. he's not okay well cause we well, we can get to this there's a rainstorm and he gets a fever and that just... That just snaps him. He talks about seeing 
people with snakes for eyes and his wife, but she's mm-hmm. covered in worms. Covered in worms. And, yeah, like he's... When he's convinced, like, I'm going to die. Don't tell my kids what I did. Don't tell my kids what I did, yeah. I mean, he's ashamed. This is a broken man who's tortured. Very broken. I mean, he's very tortured by his past. Which you really see when he gets sick. Yeah, exactly. just how messed up mm-hmm. he is. And this is also the first time, because uh, they're in the bar with the prostitutes, uh, this is the first time that, that he and little Bill meet. Yes. And little Bill just, once again, smacks him around. Yeah, and he's just sitting. Yeah, he's just sitting he's there. He's sitting there. He's very, I mean, he looks very He Ill. looks ill, he yeah, looks, absolutely. He's very sweaty. He, yeah. And so, like, well, really? This guy's But he has a gun he's and got no a firearms. Gun. And he tent. lied. He, he said lied he didn't him. have a gun. So he, he he brutally beats him, and then the... Um, uh, Schofield kid and Ned escape out the window, and he crawls out the door. Out the door, yeah. He can't get up. Right, and then they take they sort of take refuge in a barn where the prostitutes are taking taking care, taking of, care him. of him. Yeah, and Bring I love the scene where the Schofield kid's like, "Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you?" He's like, "What the hell did you do?" Yeah, <laughs> you guys ran out of. Work. Neither one of them did anything. Uh, And I'm not sure there was really anything for them to do at that point. They probably would have just gotten everybody killed. Yeah, I don't think anyone was going to be able to do anything in that situation. um, But here we see in this, the scene between... One of my favorite scenes in the movie is the scene between Delilah and William Money. Yeah. Um, Well, she starts... She hasn't really talked. Right. She only talks to him. To him. Yeah. Uh, And they're talking... Because they keep talking about that that Ned and the Schofield kid are... uh, taking advances by having sex with the prostitutes yes um <laughs> well earlier there was a thing there was there was some dialogue about um did you ever go into town and get a woman mm-hmm. and he he really doesn't like he, the idea of prostitution no. he does not do that william is not into that idea at all you shouldn't you shouldn't pay for flesh he says I and mean. even though his wife is dead he feels she would not approve of him doing that right so he does not do that exactly and he says he has a line but i don't even miss it or something like that no he, yeah he, he does not miss this it. guy is so <laughs> stoic yeah and such a like loner it, uh, doesn't, it doesn't matter to him no yeah that, that's he's just he has no interest in that no that's not what this is about and but this scene i love this scene between them um because he talks about you know what is it you can have a free one if you want Yes. And then and then he's like, he's not interested. And she's like, oh, well, no, I didn't mean with me. Of course not. And stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she gets kind of embarrassed and puts on, like, her hat to leave. And yeah. he's like, that's not what I meant. Right. Like. Talks about his wife. It talks about his wife. And, like, even if I, if I did want to be with someone, I'd rather be with you than yeah. any of the other prostitutes. Right, yeah. And it is this very sort of sweet scene in her liking that. She doesn't meet anyone with his kind of moral yeah. code, like, basically. Like, oh, you're loyal to your wife? Like, I don't meet people like that. And, and this is, I'm talking about a really sad scene where she talks about is your wife back in, I think it was in Montana or there? Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's like, yeah, she's watching she's over watching the little the ones. And it's a very subtle, like, his acting, because, like, he, his face, but you see, like, his eyes mm-hmm. tear up. Yep. Of him having to pretend that she's alive. I don't know who beat him, but Eastwood. <laughs> I don't know Eastwood. I think easily could have gotten the Oscar. Oh here. yeah, he gives He was nominated for a great this is performance. this is my. This, I think this is the best performance he's ever given in a movie. Um, yeah, it's super subtle though, and really, it, there's. I mean, he's always super subtle. I've never seen a a bombastic, like boisterous Eastwood performance. But well, it's just. Like, I think that scene is nice because, like, when she's with the other women, it's so much about what happened to her. 
yeah, and all this stuff, and he doesn't. He's listening to he, her. He and listens like, to her, and, and she sort of gets to take care of him. Right. Yeah. It's it's no. It's really interesting to see that you get a sense of who Delilah is in this scene. And, and, yeah. And uh, and she's very sweet. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and yeah, they this relationship. This is really one of the only scenes that you get this, but because she even refers to him later as like the good one or the nice one. Yeah. Um. And they and the other women kind of. I don't know if they make fun of her, but, like, put her down. Like, like she's saying, like, oh, he's so nice and he's so low. Well, he doesn't have a wife. His wife is dead. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of take away this exactly, yeah. sweetness. I know, which is awful. Like, and you sort of see in that scene, like, oh, I get why she likes talking to him. Because yeah. they don't, he doesn't just shut her down. Right. Oh, Al Pacino beat him for oh. scent of a woman. <laughs> You want to talk about the exact opposite of what I'm talking about, which is the, the most boisterous, over-the-top performance <laughs> is in that movie. <laughs> that, yeah. guy, that guy beat this super subtle. Yeah, that happens That kind of adds though. up for the that Academy Awards. Yeah, they, they, they love the... I mean, not, the, not to take anything away from Pacino, who's great in that movie, but, no, but that is... I mean, you talk about... I mean, maybe the two most opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. of actors, just in general, Pacino versus oh, Eastwood, uh, are completely different kinds of actors. Uh, but yeah, this scene I think really uh, endears the audience to William Money. Yes. It's really interesting that everyone keeps talking about uh, he was the worst and this bad guy, but you only see him as You don't this. see that. Because you see the scene, another great scene, where they do track the guys to like a quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a key scene for Ned, obviously, um, because they've got the... They've got Ned's got the rifle and they want him to snipe these guys. And he can't. He can't he do can't it. He can't do it. He just freezes. Yeah. And this is really key to this movie. I mean, the thing about this film is, I mean, life is so cheap in westerns because so many people get killed. Not in this movie though. No. I mean, the, the I mean, I always quote that line cuz I love it, but the tagline to this movie is it's a hell of a thing killing a man because that's what the movie's about. I mean, it's about this demystifying the west, but I really think that that's sort of the like mission statement of the movie. Is like it, like if you're gonna kill somebody, it's gonna have an impact. Well, I mean, I think like people always criticize today, criticize movies and TV for not dealing with the effects of violence mm-hmm. or what death is, and just like characters just kind of get killed off, right? But in this scene, like when what when money kills someone, mm-hmm. you sit there and listen to that guy die because he shoots him in the stomach and it's i mean you just sit there and like listen to it and it's horrifying and yeah. you really get like it's not fun to kill someone no not and at he's all no begging for water yeah and i love that he's like give him the water god damn it like, yeah like we're not gonna shoot you just give him the water and the guy's like don't you shoot me he's like, he doesn't sh-. no no there's a this is it's interesting the this is one of the the stories that i had heard about this was um this this screenplay was floating around hollywood for 20 years before they made it wow uh and the part of william money was offered to gene hackman 20 years before this jeez or or however long maybe not full 20 (laughs) years but i mean before this and he said no i don't want to make i don't want to make violent movies he was done with movies with making violent films and then it got to Clint Eastwood. But it, somebody had submitted it to Clint Eastwood years ago. But one of his agents or readers or whoever was screening scripts for him was like, 
don't look at it. It's no good. <laughs> and then eventually Clint was like, this is like the best script I've ever read. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but it, I mean, I, to a certain extent, I could see that the guy who was making High Plains Drifter and like those, they would be like, no, Clint, this one isn't, you're not the hero in this one. Yeah. You know, this isn't, this isn't like the ones you're making where you're like a super badass all the time. <laughs> um, you know, he's not Dirty Harry in this movie. He's no. not the man with no name. Uh but uh, I could understand why he would then look at it and go, like, of course I want to do this. Like, are you crazy? Um, but, yeah, Hackman said – and so then Clint Eastwood wanted him to play Little Bill. And he once again said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to make movies that glorify violence. I don't want to make, you know, these violent movies. And he's like, it, it's not. Like, Gene, it's no. really – like, it's it's so the opposite of that. That's That's what we're trying to do here is – is uh, it's an it's uh it's been described as an as an anti-violence movie it's a movie against violence for sure i would agree with that yeah um i want to see if i can find out exactly what uh clint had said but um yeah that he just assured him that the the rising gun violence in american cities was concerning to hackman and and that's almost why eastwood said like this movie really deals with uh, the impact of taking out a gun and shooting someone. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, the violence is never played as fun. Never. Uh, Not once. No, it's it's really yeah, and that scene in particular is because that guy. I mean, he ta- it takes him a long time to die. Yeah, it's uh, not like he gets shot and then he's just dead. Right. Exactly. And then this is, this is the point where Ned's like, I can't. I mean, we already saw he couldn't pull the trigger, and then he's just like, I can't do this. Yeah, he decides to. He wants to go back home. Yeah, I don't want any part of this. And, like, I get it. <laughs> I understand. It's not a great life. No, exactly. At all. Um, and then, so Ned does take off, um, but unfortunately he is captured by the bad guys. Yep. Um, and we'll get back to him, but at, at this point they've tracked uh, the other, the cowboys, they keep calling them. Mm-hmm. Uh to they've they've holed up at a ranch the the one who's left alive well he what is way money is convinced that yeah they're just gonna go back to the ranch right because other people question that he's like where else are they gonna the go where else are they gonna, they're just gonna go back to the ranch and they go back to the ranch yeah he's right uh, <laughs> no way money's like clearly the guy who's got who, who's in charge here who knows what's going on he's clearly smart oh yeah because uh, he's i mean because it's like i mean like he he is able to click back into this mindset yes of hunting people um and so they go there, he and the Schofield kid, and they wait for one of the guys to go in the outhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they send in the Schofield kid. And this is, the, I love the shot choices here. When he, 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 first he pulls open and the guy's not there in the one, and then he, he pulls open the other and the guy's there and he raises his gun. And they do this cool thing with the camera pulling back and zooming in at the same time. This really disorienting, and and you're like, why isn't he? He's just pointing the gun at him. Yeah, he's not shooting. Right. He hesitates. He really, and then when the guy goes for his gun, he shoots him, and again and again, and then that brings out the other guys, and there's sort of this. Yeah. Uh, once, once his life is threatened. Right. Then he shoots. Then he shoots him. Right. So you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't really jive it doesn't with what add up. with what he had said earlier. No. And and then there's this sort of. Uh, brief little shootout as they escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is probably the most iconic scene in this movie is this this conversation between uh, the Schofield kid and William Money, where the kid is a mess. He's really a mess. But trying to... Yeah, and he's like, hell, I, I killed the hell out of him. Yeah, make it seem like he's fine. And drinking yeah, a and lot it, of whiskey. And really trying to play it up. is like, woo, yeah, we did it. We killed that guy. I killed the hell out of him. 
And you see William Money is unimpressed by it. He's just like, yeah, yeah, he killed the hell out of him. He shot him, you know, yeah, whatever. it's not really a big deal uh, to but him. But then he says to him, look, I, that's it. That's, I've never killed anyone before that. I lied about that guy who came at me with a knife. I just hit him with a shovel. Yeah, with a shovel. In the leg. Like, he's fine. Well, you see sort of as he's doing the, like, yeah, I did it. Like, his face is, like, slowly getting. No, he's really great in this scene. Like, you see he looks less and less excited and the William, more he says he's excited. And Money's just staring off into the distance. He's, he's not, not even looking, looking at him. Nope, he's just staring. Like, he's, oh, man, he's, yeah, once again, so stoic. That's really the word that keeps <laughs> coming to mind for, for Money in this. He's just, um, no, did this change your opinion of the Schofield kid here? I th- yeah. You came around him a little bit? Well, because it's just, you see that that really was all an act. Oh, yeah. None of that was, that's not who he uh-uh. is or and then wants it, to be. And then, it, and, and, and this whole exchange he talks about, you know, he, he's not breathing anymore. He, you know, I, it, all, on, all on account of pulling a trigger, um, which I like that. Once again, the simplicity of like, why pull one trigger and someone's life ends. Yeah, of like, that's not what I want to. Right, and then that leads, do. of course, to it's a hell of a thing killing a man. You take away everything he's got and everything he's going to have. Well, then he just gives it up oh, instantly. Yeah, because he asks for his... Uh, well, because this is... The, they, they've got the money. The The prostitute comes out to give them the money. And so they're like, all right, well, I'll go meet up with Ned. Well, because we had seen that Ned was being tortured. Yeah, he was being... Whipped. Whipped, which... Which I know you have a problem I'm with, with a, whippings. I'm not a fan of whippings. I mean, not. I guess I wouldn't say I'm a. I'm a fan of whippings either. But uh, but they always just like they just like stick in my head. Those, it's a it's, like if you see scenes like it's that, a very visceral it's, and horrible thing. So obviously, horrible and this is they don't they don't really they don't get super graphic in this movie with it. No, but, I've seen worse. Yeah, but, but it's 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 not but good. Still, it's not you don't right. See that, and we love Morgan Freeman. Like, yeah, you don't want to see anything happen to Morgan Freeman. Um, Especially since he's the one who really was like, I want to get out of this. Yeah, I don't want to kill anybody. So it's hard to see that. And then, so so the prostitute tells him that he's been killed. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. That happens off screen. Yeah, you was like, what are you talking about? I thought like, oh, well, maybe she misheard. <laughs> no, no, he died. And then they've, they, but they've put him, they put his body out in front of the what bar you, as a... Gillies? What is it called? Um, yeah, it's something like that. I can't remember exactly. Something like that. Uh, yeah, the whatever the name of the bar is. And but they've labeled him an assassin. Yes. And that so like William Money's upset obviously that somebody killed his friend, but on top of that that he's been labeled a murderer when he mm-hmm. and then he said he said so he got killed for something we did. Yeah, and so that's not that's good. he can't let that stand. No. And so he asked for the Schofield kid Schofield and I like he gives it to him and he said, You can keep it. I never want to use it again. Yeah, he gives it up. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Uh great stuff here. He doesn't even want the money. No. He doesn't want it. He just wants he to. Just he wants just wants to get to out of like there. Put that in the yep. past. Yeah, I know. Great stuff here. I mean, that's again the the impact of, of killing, um, and then this leads to sort of the climax of the movie, which is the rain-soaked streets of Big Whiskey and uh, William Money coming in. But I did like that William Money was going to leave him the Schofield kid some money so that he could buy glasses. Yeah. He still gave him half of the money. Yeah, so that you can buy your glasses. And he says to him, what does he say? It's like, he's like, go take the rest of this money to my kids. Yes. And if I don't, uh, if I'm not there in 10 days or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, go go to the um, Morgan Freeman's wife is what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sally. And uh, and then, so then he goes, now he's going into town to, yes. f- to finish it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is this is the closest we get to like an action movie 
really in this because this is it a is. drama pretty much for the most part yeah it's not really an action film no. uh, i guarantee you this is in an action section of something but oh well, yeah i mean it's a western but well, not all westerns are action films but this is where we get the closest like all right now we gotta this as uh, this guy needs a killing oh definitely. Uh, especially when you go into the bar and he's you know with all the people like yelling about like we're gonna track them down and no matter yeah. where they go we're gonna get them yeah he's really hooping it up and, and stuff it's just like okay i i'm done with you <laughs> And then you've got Bocamp once again being just kind of around. Bocamp <laughs> he's just is just in like corner, basically. Yeah, he's, he, well, and I like that like little Bill wants him there so he can document all of oh, this. Oh, de- yeah. Um, which is this idea that these that these cowboys really care about getting the credit for this stuff. Yes. Um, and then I love this the shot of him. One of my favorite shots, probably in any movie, is that shot of him in the doorway with the shotgun he covered is... in rain. Furious. Well, because we see we see a Ned's, Ned's body. body, yeah, and it says, "This is what you get for being an assassin." Yeah, with the torches that light up the sign. And yeah, so he's furious. You can see when it. He you walks can, into that bar once again in, in that subtle way of like he's not saying anything, but you can see it in Eastwood's eyes the anger. Oh, he's mad. Yeah, and uh, and I love this whole thing about like you were a killer of women and children. He's like, "Yep." I killed you know I killed anything that walked or crawled at one time. Well, he definitely owns who he was. Oh, like he's who he not, is throughout like, the whole he movie. All he does hide is hide it or say like, "No, I didn't do those." But things. it's this thing that Little Bill does, where he keeps talking about like, like you're this monster, you're this thing. I'm the you know like he like, he plays he he go, he tries to take the moral high ground in almost every interaction yeah, he has like, in the movie. You're a monster. You're the worst of them. Yeah, <laughs> you're terrible. But I love the line. I you know I killed anything that walked or crawled at one time, but now I'm going to kill you, little Bill. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, oh, and who owns this bar? Who owns the bar? That's awesome. Who owns this bar? And the guy's like, I do. I bought it from whatever. You bought it for a thousand dollars. For a thousand dollars, and he just shoots him. <laughs> well, that guy is terrible and, i think when he died my response was no one's going to miss him <laughs> uh yeah because it's true he's been just that guy's been a dick the whole movie the worst yeah he's really been an awful the bar owner is terrible yeah from like the really from like when you first meet him yeah um and so he shoots that guy and well, i like that he tells there's people standing behind him yeah, and, and he he's says, like move move away i would move <laughs> he just blows him away with the shotgun <laughs> And then I like where he's just like, you just shot an unarmed man. It's like, well, he should have armed himself if he planned on decorating his bar with my friend. That was a, a very cool line. That was a badass Yeah, line. <laughs> like, that guy is cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like, I mean, well, because here he's on, he's got, I mean, like, this is the only part of the movie where I feel like, yeah, like, this is, it's go time. Like, he's, this is the justified act of violence. Like, this needs to be done. Yeah, you you want to see all the other stuff is very happen. ambiguous, but like you you know that little Bill and his guys have got to go at this point. Yeah, they've got to be stopped. Like once it's enough. Uh, yeah, and so he does that, and then he's gonna shoot, and then I like little Bill's so interesting in this scene because he's like, well, I'm dead. He's only got, but he's only got one barrel left. So as soon as he shoots me, kill him. Like yeah, and then I love this thing. I've never seen this in a movie. The gun misfires. The gun misfires. Uh. And then he's like, misfire, kill him. When he looks surprised for a second when it misfires. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, wait, it misfired. And then I love uh, Money throws the shotgun at him. Like instantly he sort of has to be like, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And then he instantly knows how to, to react. He throws it. and Because no one's reacting because they're like, what, what just happened? Like, yeah. Everyone, everyone so he's got those, confused. those few <laughs> seconds to figure out. And he throws the gun at him. 
And then he pulls out his pistol and he just starts shooting everybody. First he shoots... Does he shoot little Bill first, I think, actually? He might. He gut shoots him. And then he shoots He shoots another guy. He catches another guy, like, in the cheek. Yeah, like, right in the face or the neck. Yeah. Uh, and he, I mean, you just see him shoot all these people. And a lot of people just... Just take run. cover. Which I love. The, that's the other thing. That, once again, this mythic nature of the West. The majority of people in this movie are just cowards. And they just run away. Even when he says, you know, like, when he shoots me, you guys all fire. They, a lot of them do look concerned. Like, I don't know. Well, because especially <laughs> if he's dead, who cares? Yeah, like, like, I don't I, know if I really want to do that. I've always thought that in, like, mob movies or whatever. Like, if you kill the boss, why would you, like, get involved? It's like, well, the guy who's paying know. me is dead, so I guess I'll just let it go at that point. Why would I even well, try? And then it's always like, if anyone, you know... Doesn't want to get shot. Just go out the back yeah. door. Any anyone who don't want to get killed, you can leave now. And the majority yeah. of people, a run lot away. of most people, leave. Right. And then I like the one guy starts moving, but it's uh, it's Bo Camp under the guy's body. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there's the fat guy who starts running, but he doesn't get away. His boy money shoots him because no. that guy had it. What Bo Camp thinks he's been shot. Yes, because of all the I've blood that's on him. And I lo- he's like, hell, you ain't been shot. <laughs> <laughs> but this scene is really key to William Money. Because Bo Camp wants to know, well, did you shoot him first? And then you shot you shot five guys single-handedly. And Money's the only one who doesn't care about it, the glory. He, who yeah, cares? Who, when you're in that situation, who would you shoot first? Right. And he's like, I don't... Was it, I, I got lucky? I've always gotten lucky when it comes to killing folks? Yeah. yeah. It's just luck. He doesn't, like, he's not, he has no interest in, because he doesn't look at what he's doing as a, as a, as a grandeur. you know, grand heroic thing. He looks at it as a terrible no. thing. But he's you can see how excited... Bo Hamp is yeah by what just happened and yeah, this guy's like, oh, like this, this is guy. a great story because here's a guy like he's he here it's interesting because Bo Camp has heard all these people talk about these exploits but he just saw a guy do it yeah like he just saw a guy kill five guys single handedly happened yeah and so he's like oh that legitimate guy but this guy doesn't give a crap about oh no it. he doesn't want to be uh, uh celebrated for it no he, you know this needed to be done and I did it and it's a terrible thing but you know he's just drinking yeah and he's he back pour, to drinking at this yeah, point he just because pours himself a glass of whiskey, whiskey or whatever or it is yeah uh, and he's yeah so um and then he i like he, he sees like he's like i'm coming out if anybody shoots me i'm gonna kill him well we had the thing with oh well yeah yeah first because little bill's still little alive Bill's still alive which, which is, was like oh no when when he when he cocked the gun you see him move, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and then he pulls out a gun and goes to cock it, which this is one of the problems with being uh, sneaky in the Old West. They didn't have automatic pistols, so you had to pull the hammer back. It's very, it's a very, it's a very loud sound. So click, click, <laughs> and he, he just, uh, like, he, he goes to shoot, and he steps on his arm, and the gun fires off into the... Mm-hmm. And then I love this last scene. Which I can't believe I forgot about this, actually, <laughs> for a second there. Or I skipped over it accidentally. Because I love this last scene with a little Bill where he says, uh, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to die this way. Uh, what like really (laughs) that this guy didn't see that he was going to meet a violent end yeah like how could you not yeah of course this is how it ends sure yeah he was going to get shot down by somebody what you've been doing right right uh and uh so and then uh, and then i love william money's response of deserves got nothing to do with it and he shoots he's i'll see you in hell william money's like yeah and he shoots him yeah it's like, no, nah, Nothing was going to rattle him at that point. No, no, certainly not. He, yeah, he's, he's made up his mind. He was going to kill all those people. Yeah. Um, 
in particular. I mean, what he says, actually, he didn't care about killing the other people. He only wanted to kill little Bill. He mm-hmm. said that, I'm going to kill you, little Bill. And he was going to kill the bar owner. And the because, bar owner because of yeah. just being and so then a he's like, terrible person. And then he's like, I'm coming out. If anybody shoots at me, I'm going to kill them. And he's like, and then I'm going to kill their wives. And then I'm going to burn their houses down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a big threat. Yeah. And that's where I love the guys who got the rifle on him. And he's like, shoot him. And the other guy's like, you shoot him. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm no deputy. I don't have any part of this. Yeah, he, no one... No one really wants to to mess with him, right? And they then, have the idea of like, should we shoot him? And then it's like, yeah, it's probably not worth it. Because <laughs> like, he probably won't kill our wives and burn our houses, but I don't want to take that he, chance. He might. We he just did saw just kill all those. Did. Yeah, we just saw him kill a bunch of guys <laughs> in a bar. Uh, but and then we we the the scene ends on a shot of Delilah watching William Money right off. And what what did you make of that? Because what does that look on her face? I don't know. It's really ambiguous. It's not. It's, it's interesting. She doesn't smile or she anything doesn't like smile. that. Smile because it's once again violence in this movie is even when it's justified is still horrifying. It's almost like like what happens now. Like yeah. what what is what but is this of, town now? I mean, I think so much of the movie is about the emptiness of violence too, like the hollowness. Where it's like, yeah, he's dead. Um, okay. Well, it's this whole thing of like the whole question of like, did she? want this is this justice it, yeah is a big part of this movie like like these guys are asking for it they keep saying like they have it coming it's like well i guess but then what do you do you kill these guys and then you still got to go about your life after that well, she's also seen a very different side to that well she, she's seen that i mean that, that's sort of the the yeah the the juxtaposition of that of the man that she saw earlier that was so sweet and stuff now here's a guy that same guy who has that in him um, to be that compassionate man that we saw earlier is also a killer and well, capable like, of extreme violence. Is there, like, does she feel bad that they made him? Yeah, I think that's go back to doing this because th- I mean that that's very true. I mean he was he was content to be a pig farmer. Yeah, before this happened, and now he's bec- and then you know and then we end uh, the movie on more. Scrolling text. Yes. Which is really interesting to me. The the sort of ending of... He, well, sort of bookends it. Yeah, but then he he, le- he and the kids left and they possibly to went to... Yeah, to mine gold or to look for gold. Yeah, so he, was, he made money. Yeah. Which and is so the, the mother of his wife finally went up to see her... Yeah, but they were gone. ...tombstone, and they were gone, and she still doesn't know why... Why she married? Why she married a known thief and murderer? But the thing about it is, is I think we do because of that yes. scene with Delilah. We do. We see that there's good in William Money. There is. Yeah. And she must have seen it somehow. Right. I don't know what happened that made her see it. But... No, I think that's the. I think that's one of the most. I think that's maybe the most important part of that scene with Delilah, is that you see probably what his wife saw in him yeah that she at some point and then decided that she was just gonna help him be that person right uh and it's it's and then the movie just kind of ends then you know and it's yeah. uh what are you left feeling at the end of this movie yeah i don't know right yeah um i mean it's almost like when we watch the dirty harry movies and everyone ends and it's just like okay i guess we're just sort of left in the eastwood likes that <laughs> feeling i think yeah where it's, I mean, I think Eastwood has... He's sort of left in the mess. I'm, I, I really... Uh, one of the reasons I like his movie so much is I really like the way he... What, I think it, he agree, I would probably agree with him on his views on violence. 
you know, like this sort of hollowness of it where it's just like, okay, everybody's dead now. Now what? Yeah. What do we do? Are we better? Like is Delilah. Yeah. Life better is, is yeah. his life better? Cause I mean, he, he just of course made American sniper, which has sort of a similar kind of thing where it's like, um, okay. <laughs> like, and then that movie is very much about sort of the effects of violence on a man as well. Um, and how that changes somebody. It's interesting to you watch American Sniper and this. I feel like there are some similar thematic uh, threads done in a much different fashion. There's a different kind of movie in a different setting. But it's that same thing about how, I mean, you could almost say it's a hell of a thing killing a man <laughs> to um, Chris Kyle in American Sniper. When uh, you just, you sort of do wonder, like, what was his life like after that yeah. whole thing with that town and his need to get away from yeah he take he takes off any place that's even near he yeah he the takes out to to California um yeah he he's got to I mean that's the thing it seems like his it seems to me like he can he can he has he's constantly trying to escape that yeah that that violence that's so in he him. gets as far away as he can yeah because he did that before I mean that's obviously what the pig farmer kind of life was and so uh, now he's done it again yeah um yeah. But it looks like to more success. Potentially. I know some people have suggested a sequel to this movie. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like, oh, that would not be. Yeah, I don't know. And, and like, really... I, I, I like the idea that he found peace at some point. Yeah, and, I don't and, really. And doesn't have to pick up his gun again and, yeah, and kill more people. Yeah, I don't need that. Um, cool, yeah. So I think, uh, is there anything else you, you want to say specifically about this movie? Is there anything? They, oh, an interesting thing about this movie. They shot this movie very, very quickly. I don't know if you know that Eastwood is known for... His speed of filmmaking. Oh, uh, it doesn't they, seem like a movie that would be shot. He shot this movie quickly. in. Oh, I just had it up on the screen. Now it's not here. <laughs> Where is it? Um, a day. <laughs> one day. He shot this movie <laughs> in one day. It's incredible. No, he thirty-nine days. Wow. Four days ahead of schedule. What? Yeah. That's insane. He is known for that. Wow. Yeah. He is known for he comes in under budget and under schedule. He shot American Sniper in a stupid amount of time as well. Uh I can't remember exactly what it is. I'll look it up later. And you you, you folks at home can look it up. Uh <laughs> but it's also like like he sh- like literally like I think in that he sh- he started shooting that movie in like April and it was out in December, you know, something like that. Jeez. Yeah, like he's just very very efficient and he's been wow. doing it so long that i think he's just like perfect he, d- he knows what he wants and he can get in and out and it's just like bang That's and true. he's done yeah he's made so many movies he's made a lot of movies i mean he's, he, he's i've he, seen very few of them. you've seen very few of them but he made <laughs> two movies last year he made jersey boys and american sniper i forgot about jersey boys yeah he j- I mean, but he and he's done that before he, he he'll make two movies in a year that's impressive it's amazing uh he's really he's an impressive guy um and this film was dedicated to sergio and don um, Sergio Leone, who, who sort of made him a star, and then Don Siegel, who was a mentor of his, uh, who directed Dirty Harry, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a number of other movies with him as well. That was really uh, encouraging of him as a filmmaker as well. Oh. Um, so this movie was dedicated to them. Uh, the main theme was written by Clint Eastwood. It's a nice theme. It's a really nice theme, yeah, and it fits sort of this somber tone that the movie has. It does. Um, it's really yeah. It's an it's a, it's an incredibly interesting movie, and a very and and one of the best westerns I think ever. Simply because of its it's very like meditative about the West and about violence mm-hmm. and about what it means to 
yeah, to kill a man. Uh, cool. So uh, uh, if you don't have anything else specifically to say about the movie. Well, I did like that before he leaves the town, he demands that they give Ned a proper burial. Yeah. I, I mean, his, his, nice. his lo- he has a real loyalty to Ned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you see that. I mean, like, when, when Ned leaves, he's like, I'll make sure you get your money. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like, th- there's no shame in that for him. I mean, if no. anything, I think William Money kind of wishes he was like Ned to a certain extent. Probably. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't want to kill people. He doesn't want to be a sociopath or, you know. he struggles to be anything else. Right. And at that point, I mean, when, and so then when that kind, when that character dies, then it's kind of like, he just goes nuts. Yeah, he really loses it. Because then it's like, well, they took away, they, they killed an innocent at that point then. Yes. And... Uh, he was not going to let that stand. Well, and probably the person who held them together. Well, I like when he's talking to the Schofield kid and he says something about, I don't remember what the Schofield kid says, but he's like, you're the only friend I got. Yep. It's just like, man, this guy, this guy <laughs> walks a lonely, lonely path. <laughs> um, he's got these kids, but he's I, got kids. but we don't really get much of a sense of what his relationship with them is. Not really. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you did ask, one of the questions you asked, did anybody survive this Yeah. <laughs> did you think everybody was going to die? I thought there was a possibility that he wasn't going to make it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was glad that he did. Yeah. That's good. I didn't think Morgan Freeman was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's... Well, that, that was surprising. Yeah, and that, and that, like, sucks, you know? I mean, that's... Yeah, it was very sad. Yeah, it's really sad that that character died. Now, did you think the Schofield kid was going to die? Yes. Because everything about him seems like oh, he's prime. Oh, absolutely. He was like, I was like, he's going to die. That's how most movies would go. The cocky guy gets killed. I think what they did is far more interesting than Well, that. especially when he hesitated mm-hmm. to shoot him. I thought, like, oh, he's going to get shot. Right. But if anything, that's what means he probably didn't get shot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because that's that moment where you're like, if he had just run in there guns a-blazing, then he would have, like, been too focused on shooting somebody else and shot gotten shot yeah but instead they went and played it i mean this whole movie really under like i said it's not an action movie it really is this contemplative character piece yeah there's like bursts of there's bursts of violence of violence i mean that's the thing it's an anti-violence film but to be an anti-violence film you have to be violent yeah you have to have some violence um because but it's all about how you portray it and i always Mm -hmm. feel i feel like a lot of clint's movies are kind of anti-violence actually i mean i think the dirty harry movies are not i mean as cool as some of the violence is (laughs) it's not particularly the early ones are not really played as super fun no it's and 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 like dirty harry doesn't take uh, i mean he doesn't really take a pleasure in doing it it's more like a necessity yeah it's like it's part of my job yeah that somebody has to stop the madness yeah um and yeah i think that's always been an appeal of him is is like he his characters are frequently guys who like even if it's dark they do what needs to be done uh (laughs) In whatever version of justice or whatever. Yeah, he's always getting justice. <laughs> uh, you know that Clint Eastwood. Always, <laughs> always getting, getting justice. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and also the subversion of something like the sheriff being the villain as well, of course. Is a, once again, subverting that Western yes. thing of like the, the honest sheriff. In this movie, the sheriff is a monster. He's not an honest sheriff. He's more like a gangster than a sheriff, really. I mean, like he kind rules of. the town like a monster. Oh, he almost. really does. Yeah. Everyone's uh, definitely afraid of him you don't cross it's really interesting that gene hackman kind of plays a similar part in a movie called the quick and the dead that (laughs) sam raimi directed shortly after this actually um which is it's just interesting he also played like a uh guy who ruled a town and (laughs) everybody's afraid of him 
Um, he likes doing it. He, he I guess like, so. This is great. <laughs> he had such, well, he won an Oscar on this yeah. one, so do it again. He's like, I'll just do it again. He didn't win an most. I don't think a lot of people have seen The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> they should. It's a cool movie, but um, I don't think that's one of Sam Raimi's better known films. Uh, cool. So I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Of you haven't seen that. Thank you, Kinsey, for coming on again. Yeah. Uh, you gonna come on again? I think so. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you're going to not like one of these movies, and then they'll be like, I'm not coming on anymore. I'm not coming on anymore. I'll just <laughs> rail against it. It'll yeah. be an hour-long rant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, I'm still waiting for that to happen on one of these. But, uh, uh, cool. So, uh, of course, you can, uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're at SeenThatPod, and if you want to email us, we are SeenThatPod at gmail.com. Uh, for you haven't seen that, I've been John Campbell, and uh, I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.